Today is June 30th, and the Yankees won both games in London versus the Red Sox to go up 12 games against them, 11 games or 8 games against the Rays, I think. I'm not positive. I don't know why I opened with that. But here we go. Let's talk Yanks. What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in, clicking play, hanging out with us today. We got two games to cover. But there are two wins and two games in London, a giant spectacle, a big event, a lot going on. Should be a good conversation. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I got my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver. Oh, I forgot. We're not saying that anymore. Damn, man. I forgot. I forgot. You can say that. How you doing? Good, man. What a weekend. What a weekend. Baseball in London. We did it. Uh... Sweep, technically, the Red Sox. Uh, two wins after the weird uh, couple off days and some game one, whatever that was, some juiced-up balls. I think Bobby Manfred uh, tightened him up for game one. And uh, it, it was an event, and I, I think, knock on wood, and I, I, I was trying to talk to myself before because that's what I'm always doing. Um, if the Yankees had split or lost both games what would I be walking away saying? Um, and I think I'd be sad that we lost both games because that would have given the Red Sox a lot of momentum and that would have just just felt bad. But I don't know, man. I, I kind of enjoyed the weekend and I'm uh, I'm happy that the Yankees train is churning, man. I mean, you look back to the homestand, uh, Houston, Tampa, and the Red Sox, I mean, three of the four recent teams that we've taken down. So, Yeah, Yanks are rolling. Yanks are rolling. I, uh, if I was the Red Sox, I'd just be screaming circus ball. Like that. I had be so like, those shouldn't have counted. That should have been exhibition games. So, but the Red Sox, man, they're pretty far back. Oh yeah. 12. Is it 12 games? And what's the raise? I don't know. Uh, Red Sox are 11 11. games. I believe raise. It depends what happens in today's game. They're currently beating, uh, Texas, but I think they're seven back. Seven, okay. And the and the Red Sox are now twelve in the loss column. Uh yeah, something like that. It's crazy. Some bad baseball by them, kind of by everyone, but like they misplayed a lot of balls in that game. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. They're just not last year's Red Sox team, and I, I people need to come to grips with that, whether Red Sox fan or not. Um. That they had two guys have MVP type years last year in JD and Mookie, and that's tough to replicate anytime. Um, never mind one guy, but two guys. And uh, I mean, A, I mean, you know, Mookie's, Mookie's having a significantly drop off season. It feels like JD's going to get it going again, and his numbers will end up being there. Um, but I mean, Bogarts and Bogarts and Devers were the two biggest threats. I mean, Chavez too. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's it's a significantly changed Red Sox team, and uh, I I think the World Series run took a lot out of them and their front office not going out. Never mind not going out and getting bullpen arms, but they lost three of their major bullpen arms of a bullpen that was already weak. They just put together a miracle run, and I I think that that kind of set their they wrote their book this season. They they got the title. They're going to stay under the luxury tax and and this is it. And they're they're if you're a Red Sox fan, it's going to be frustrating and it's I think it's going to feel a little bit like we felt last year um when we were talking about the Yankees, you know, go out get this guy and it's like, "No, guys, we're staying under the salary cap. This is baseball now." Yeah. 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 Anyway, there's so much to talk about, but of course we have to open up with uh, our updates on Troy Tulowitzki and Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> yeah. Are the Patreons going to tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, this episode, they're, they specifically, these Patreons, patrons yeah. are specifically sponsoring the Jacoby Ellsbury and Troy Tulowitzki updates. Yeah, not, not the celebration of baseball spreading and the first time it's ever played in Europe. They are here for the Ellsbury updates. Yes, and that is Rob Chiazzo. Chiazzo? Okay. I think that's how I'm going to say it. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a name. It's like a it's like a handle a feel one one seven. Thank you. Yeah. You don't think that's a name? <laughs> Joseph DiCarlo. What's up, Joe? Yeah. Thomas Donovan. Like that. And Mike K. Hmm. Not a fake name either. The email matches up. So thanks. I would just, Very even if you're not, but M- Michael K hates being called Mike. Well, yeah, that's why he that's why he used this name. That's why he used the fake name. But next if you think next time we see him, he's not giving you a wink and a nudge and being like okay. hope everything's going well with the Patreon. Okay. Thanks, Michael K. Appreciate it. Thank that. you, Michael K. Those we are our most it. recent Patreon supporters and subscribers. It's two dollars a month. You go to patreon.com slash talking yanks. And uh, you get early access, live access, free. You know, I don't know why I said free. Early access, live access, video access, and a chance to win two jerseys from affordablejerseys.com. Majestic, cool base, no name on the back, Yankee jerseys, player of your choice, one via raffle, one via. You know what? I always kind of breeze through this, but we may have new listeners since this was a big London series. So every month we have a raffle, which everyone is. A, up for that you can win a jersey and we have a contest we already had the may contest uh, i need to i need to send the code to the person who won it i still haven't gotten in touch i think they reached out to me so yeah but there's two chances to win jerseys most of all you get to support jake and i and in, in doing this and we really appreciate that all right uh Tulowitzki and ellsbury have no updates Ellsbury's still in the physical therapy stage which he's is in hilarious. tampa jim they say he's in tampa i do not believe that Right, haven't seen it, not seeing it till you believe it, believe yeah. it till you see it. Yeah, he's just getting massages every day. Not bad. They did not get to go to London. Tulo, no update. They're like, any update on Tulo? No update. He's not on the team anymore, I don't think. They sent him home and they said, we can release you or you can retire. That's what. That's the Tulo update. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone just made Didi laugh really loud in his post game. Must have been like Ruka with a dumb question or something. He like lost wow. it. Yeah. Shots fired. Well, not dumb, like a silly question. Hey, it's podcast, man. I can see your smiling face, but everyone on their commute today can't. I don't know how that plays, but okay. Um, 
All right, two sets in London, Jake. I don't know. Where do you want to start? Do we want to burn games? Two sets. Then? Look, London's rubbing off on you. Do we want to? Do we want to burn these games? Do you want to talk about London as a whole? Um. Yeah, I guess we we get our whole London thing out there. Um, I mean, obviously, game one was one of the more, I don't know, obtuse, wild baseball games I've seen. Um, you know, hitting and. I, I think, Jimmy, uh, something that I think is bigger is just the travel and the two off days. I think that really threw guys off because I think that's a big part of why today was a lot cleaner. Today was, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, like, disagree the whole episode, but, like, today wasn't a clean, today was a bad game as well. Today was, today was a great, Jimmy, I, look who got hit for the Yankees today, Tarpley and Chance Adams. <laughs> Like, that's it. Yeah, I know, but there were still, like, balls falling in, guys fighting sun, foul balls getting caught that were, like, miles away. Like, it still didn't feel like baseball. The the foul ball thing was odd. I, I think the only time that became a huge factor was the one nice Chavez catch in that inning. The Yankees had the Chavez catch and the ump struck out Gary because he was mad at Gary or something like that. That that was the only time that I think the field stuff came into play. Otherwise... It was a ground ball that I ate mean, up... Um, Nunez. Hey, it's Eduardo Nunez, man. He's 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 not a good fielder. He's never been a good fielder. He's been good with um, the glove, can't throw. Yeah. What a, we just I don't want to do the whole show on it. We disagree. I think both games were completely not MLB baseball. I didn't think they felt like MLB baseball ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think the Yankees lineup is cruising, not 17 runs per game, but Jim, over their last t- like nine games now, they're basically averaging 10 runs per game. That 17 spot does help. Um, but I mean, look at the, look at the pitchers that got touched up. I mean, you know, uh, the, the only guy, I mean, obviously tank that, that first inning, I'll never be able to explain it. Uh, tank and Porcello don't make it out of the first. That was chaos outside of that. Yeah. It was kind of, it was, it was bandbox baseball a little bit, but it wasn't that obtuse to me. Um, and I, I thought the crowd was really good. Um, and I, uh, we got we got to see some different broadcasting, which uh, you know a lot of people like to take out their aggression there. But I think it's a fun event. We'll we'll hear in we'll hear in fifteen years the you know some kid from London got inspired from this series and he's throwing bullets in the Orioles minor league system. Yeah, I hope they never do it again. They're doing it next year. I think there's nothing. I think focus on growing the game in America. I, the only thing I like is that the players enjoyed it and they got to get out of the monotony of their routine. Other than that, I'm an old grumpy man when it comes to this thing. I thought the baseball was garbage. I thought, play a college game on the field first so that when Tank and Purcello take the mound, maybe they know, hey, breaking balls don't break here. So throw fastballs. It's not just you. Because in the second game, you saw that. Britain said, uh, you know, I, my sacred just didn't move at all. So they're throwing more fastballs the second game. Like play one game. I don't think it's a coincidence that the first game ever played on this field led to a circus act of baseball. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I mean, I agree a little bit there, but I mean, we saw Adovino come in today, and his stuff was moving this time. I, I think. Yeah, I think they made uh, adjustments. Yeah, I think they made slight adjustments. I think a little bit of it was mental. I, I think you, you and I said this on the pregame show today. Everyone coming in was like, whoa, short fences and, and the foul ground. And those things weren't really that much of a factor. No, the fences didn't play at all. There was one home run today that just barely got over the right field. 
yeah. that um, Tarpley gave up. But that's still that. That's I mean that's Yankee Stadium, so like I don't care about yeah. that. But the turf I thought played played big. I mean there was another one who slapped it down the right field line, and Mookie had to go. DJ Mookie had to go run after. DJ could have got a triple, but he stayed on second because there was no scoring position, scoring position with no outs. But like the the turf definitely played faster than most turfs, and that's something that as an AL East fan we know. Like we know we play on turf more than anyone else, and that was faster than Tampa or Toronto. Yeah, I, th- I think the bigger thing they would change, and, and it's not actually the turf, because I don't think the turf was that much of a multiplier. It was turf. Um, I think the dirt. I, I think if they could redo it, they would do the dirt over again, because a couple of those nice plays by Didi, um, the ball by Nunez, they did come off a little hotter than I think you'd see on a major league field. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think it was a good event for the MLB. And I, I think, you know... I you talk about growth in the game and growth growth over here. I think a lot of shows that normally wouldn't talk about baseball um, tomorrow morning are going to be talking about Yankees, Red Sox in London. So good, good for baseball. Yeah. 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 We just disagree. I don't think any, I don't think this is necessary. Like I think Americans have a bad percentage of liking baseball. So let's not go. Like I imagine if they tried to bring a cricket game here. And what we would say about that, and that's how London feels about this. Like we if don't. It was Denver. I'd be at that cricket cricket game blackout drunk. <laughs> we don't. We don't want your sports. We have our own sports for hundreds of years now. We've liked them. Just like not necessary. Anyway, let's burn game one because I am excited. This is very anticipatory. People are like, "How the fuck is Jake going to burn a seventeen to thirteen game?" Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Do you have it written down? Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. On your mark. Get set. Burn. The first ever MLB game across the pond in steaming hot London. Masahiro Handsome. Tanaka versus Rick Lemoncello Porcello were your starters, but neither would stick around till the second inning. You like Kings, England? Meet Louis V, RBI double. Sir Didi, he'll have the same. Parrot Man, yup, RBI double again. Then the first home run for Major League Baseball in Europe. This Hicks, this Hicks. Unstoppable, two-run shot, no doubter. Six-nothing, Yanks, it's a laugher, oh my. Red Sox call the Yankees bet with six of their own, capped off by a three-run shot by Mikey Chavez. 6-6 after one. Top three. And guess what? The Yanks would score the next 11. Guardy party, two-run shot, followed by a quite smaller guardy party. Kind of books and stuff. RBI walk. La Machina, the machine, three RBI double. We're not sure about your parliament, but you boys have judges over there, right? Two run (laughs) shot from Aaron. The Yankees are clicking, and Jim, it would keep going from there. Didi with a single to center. DJ LeMahieu again. Two RBI single. It's 17-6. That should be the game. Oh, my. Red Sox come back again. Chavez, retweet, three-run homer. Hernandez, little infield single. Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, 17-13. Red Sox are rallying. No, they not. No, they not. (laughs) The Yankees bring in their real pitchers out of the bullpen. Vino, Britton, Chapman, shut it down. 
Jim, the first ever Major League Baseball game in London, your final, 17-13 Yanks. Good job. There's a lot going a lot. on. There's a lot going on. Wild. Wild. Weird, weird, wild. A brutal game. I, I, I know people are going to be like, dude, stop harping and being so negative. That is a brutal game. Uh I mean, after the first, in the top of the first, when the Yankees went up six nothing, I think I tweeted out like, "Oh no, this is going to be sloppy on both sides." Like I'm scared for when we have to pitch. And then it was six six afterwards. It was just uh, something was going on. It was just everything was just. I, I think so. You know what theory I liked? Okay. They said they build the stadiums there to keep all the wind out. Right. There's no wind. But we have domes. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. The ball was flying. It was in, Jim, that's part of my thing. I just think this whole stadium thing was in everyone's heads and that, like, players are such creatures of habit that they're like, whoa, like, you're so nervous about what's going to be different that you get in your own head and you start talking about wind tunnels and you're worried about the the short fences, even though the outfield was huge. Um, so I... I don't know. It was um, more the sun and the shadows. They couldn't see anything in the first game. The first inning was not baseball. I mean, despicable. Well, the yeah. whole thing wasn't really baseball. I I mean, you take out the first inning, you got you know an eleven to seven baseball game, something like that. Um, in a in a four hour baseball game, the first inning was an hour. Um, that's that isn't it. Uh, Joey Buck was having a blast on the broadcast while while John Smoltz tried to melt our brains slowly with as many cricket references as he could dig up. Um, I don't know. I mean, Yankees throw up a six spot, Sox throw up a six spot, and then I, I will say this: like almost the edge of the game was gone because it's like, all right, well, this is going to be mayhem. That's how I felt in Game Two as well. Like someone was like, to be fair, when the Red Sox bring up the tying run, like. That's not boring. And I was like, I was so doled down by anything can happen that I kind of like lost my edge of the seat mentality. It was kind of like I just reclined. I was like, show me what's going to happen then. Yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll get into game two in a second. I mean, that's where kind of my, my good pitchers, bad pitchers thing comes into play. But um, Tanaka Porcello just shell shocked and shelled. Uh, Chad comes in, does solid, although he gives up four hits. Brewer came in and kind of slowed things down for them. They went knuckleballer right, which we thought that was going to – that was like uh thought that was the smartest that was, move. Yeah, that's like you got to have an ace in a hole. You need innings. This game's already started off weird. Let's throw the knuckler out there and see what happens. Uncle Brett shut that down pretty quick. And then they brought in the sh- showiron kid or showerin. How do you say that? I have no um, idea. Showerin's great because of Big Baby David's tweet. Yeah, that was what kudos kudos to our young kin BBD, uh, our godson. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the, the Red Sox kind of left him out there to die, which I I kind of understand, but also not. Like he walked in a run with the bases loaded, and then uh, he ends up giving up an eight spot. Uh, so yeah, I mean him and Porcello combined for Jesus, what's that? Fourteen runs. Uh, the rest of the Red Sox in in the other 7.1 innings uh, give up a three spot. So that was ugly. Uh, Nestor came in, and it, the Yankees were kind of cruising for a little bit. Chad went two shutout. Hale, one shutout. And then Nestor was cruising, and we saw him run out of steam again and start getting knocked around. Um, Canely didn't have it. 
Adovino, Britton, Chapman, uh, you know, did their did their job well enough. Chad um, and David Hale, like you, we love Chad Green. I like Chad. I'm not judging a right. single pitcher from this series. Like nothing that happened in this is going to change my opinion on a single pitcher. Right. I mean, Chad was supposed to start the next day, so imagine yeah, what's yes. going on. Yeah, so he got head. thrown in. But I mean, like Chad got fucking hit hard. Yeah, every out was a rocket. And then same with Hale. I think Chad had one strikeout, and then same with Hale. And then Nestor came in and started doing his weird stuff, and it was almost like the weird pitchers were the best way to go, the knuckleballer and the dude who has a thousand different motions and sidewinder. Yeah, I mean, Nestor ends up getting jacked up. He goes (laughs) three innings, five runs at the end. Because they don't know how to pull Um, Nestor when Nestor needs to be pulled. (laughs) Yeah, that's like a, a new ticking time bomb thing for Nestor. Um yeah, I mean it was it was crazy, and this was definitely like and and again I I I've got two things to compare. I've got yesterday and today. Yesterday was so much more of a spectacle, um, and I I just think everything that's going on. You got Meghan Markle and and Prince Larry or whatever his name is, and everything's going on. Um, today today still had a little bit of that, but was dulled down for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, we, uh, you're, you're happy. You're happy. You win, um, with that late scare and you kind of keep it moving. Yeah. It just didn't feel like a real game at all. felt like an exhibition game. felt like a spring training type game where the, the, how many pitchers pitched and like, it was basically, okay, let's bring this pitcher in and just hope in his 40 pitch or 20 pitches, we get some outs. And then it's like, okay, you threw your 20 next up. Britain, come throw your 20. Hopefully we get some outs in here. And it just kept moving. Adovino said that it was hard to stay locked in because it felt like such a spectacle. And so it felt like an exhibition game. Yeah, and they, I, I, I guess I, I understood it. But, I mean, you know, they had, they had the four guys racing. They had the Loch Ness Monster, Freddie Mercury, King George, and whoever else out there. They had missed the freeze guy. Which you and I we we shared this sentiment like, hey, good for him, man. A grounds crew guy parlaying some wind sprints in the outfield into a trip to London. Uh, full credit to you, my dude. Um, but yeah, and I mean those those were the things they showed on TV. Like I'm sure there was a ton more going on in in between In-house, every yeah. inning and everything, and it's it, it's exhausting. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. That, I didn't even really think about all those in house events and the like the the big screen and all that definitely probably even that made it feel less like the game is the focus they showed that guy painting in the stands today they were just the mlb rolled everything they could out there yeah yeah crazy game yanks win though i mean voight goes four for four and got hurt yeah i guess i guess we haven't really mentioned it lemayhew and voight had the two video game games uh, Didi Hicks, Glaber, um, all solid. Um, Chavez has the vi- Chavez and JBJ have the video game games for Boston. Everyone else, uh, f- somewhat routine. Uh, yeah, Voigt gets pulled. It was really weird. Um, it looked like it was e- it was either cramps or a hamstring. And so, of course, when we get the report, they say it's his muscle below his belly button, uh, which I'm not familiar with because I don't have that. Um, but in in good news, he took BP today, right? And um, I mean it. 
I don't know. I, I'm not going to make any assumptions, but the fact he took BB today, he was standing on the top of the dugout with gloves on like like he was going to try to rope Boone into pinch hitting him, which would never happen. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I've, I'm I'm a 70% wrong rate with the injuries, but it, it seems like he's going to dodge the IL, but we need another update. Voight? Yeah. He's playing next. He's starting next game. He's fine. Is that you or Boone? Boone. All right. Yeah. Boone said Boone said he's mo he said like the way he, he didn't say like he's de- definitely starting next game, but he's like he'll be with us next game. And gotcha. he was ready off the bench today. Sounded like I don't know, to me it sounded like he drank a lot of coffee, held his bladder too long. <laughs> like, yeah, just like under my belly button was really pressing down. I think it was <laughs> a like, pee thing. Yeah. Go pee, man. But he said he's good. Now Gary got taken out because he caught a ball awkwardly, jammed his thumb, and they were like, any concern? And at first Boone said like, oh, a little concern. And I was like, oh, shit, I hope people don't run with that. Because then he was like, no, I mean, he just jammed his thumb. It happens to every catcher all the time. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Voight, that was weird. I thought it definitely looked like a pulled hammy, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I guess that would be the. That's a big pulled hammy reaction, but we started, like, it was so hot. It was, like, high 90s. London, A-Rod called it the apology series because London was apologizing for the heat, and we were apologizing for this version of baseball, which got a good laugh out of me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we were starting to see some players cramp and stuff, so I, I, I was kind of like, ah, I think there's probably a pretty good chance you know, his fourth hit of the day, he was running the bases a lot that this is a cramp, all the foul territory and stuff. Um, but, you know, of course, it's the lower belly button muscle that um, I I was not born with. Lower belly button muscle, yeah. I forgot to get one of those. Nope. Uh, Doc, can we, can we check something? <laughs> Sucks for Tanaka. He said, like, he wasn't doing touristy stuff because he had to pitch. <laughs> Right. And then he was one of the only people that got to throw on that mound before. And that's when I realized, like, yo, that's fucking not good. Yeah. It was every pitcher's first time on the mound when they came out to pitch in a game versus the Red Sox that mattered in front of a national audience. Yeah, and I, I guess I get I get caught in the world of baseball, too, because we had that ball go off Voight's glove. Uh, Porcello, the, ball went off, the foul ball went off Chavez's glove. And you just... You wonder if that could have brought any level of normalcy. Probably not. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know if it could stop Tank from, you know, if he gets that third out a couple batters in, because does he settle in at all? Um, I don't know. It's all it's all moot at this point. Yeah. Yankees win. Chapman yeah, comes no, in and Didi was... ends it with a fantastic double play. Yeah, man. Didi, Didi had a hell of a weekend. I'm sure we're going to be talking about him later. Um Oh, I know. I on our last voicemail episode, some someone asked who are future managers, and you were talking about how Didi is like way too good to be a baseball manager. Like he's going to be a too many like other a connoisseur of anything. Um, I I think he's going to when MLB expands to London, Didi's going to be like their Magic Johnson. I wondered what Didi was saying to Chapman. This is getting ahead to game two, but we're quick conversation when it was him and Chap- Romine. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he was saying something like, yo, it's really hard to see this right now. Because Romine hadn't hit, and Didi had just hit. I think he was telling him, like, yo, if you throw, like, here, 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 like, it's impossible to see. 
Because he struck out the next three guys. He struck out the next three, right? Um, I don't think so. Wasn't there another? Did Didi flash the leather again? Or no? Yeah, he did. He he struck out. He gave up the hit, and then he struck out the next three. So maybe because did you see like the background that I've tweeted out with Canely just white? Yeah, that it was all black, but with the sun on it, it looked lighter. Yeah, so I think it was hard to see for the hitters at the end of that second game. Let's go into the second game. Let's burn that one. Let's do it. Managerial decisions. I'm. For game one, do you have anything? I I thought it was crazy he Next pulled. I thought it was crazy he pulled Judge and and Gary, uh, just knowing what that stadium like how it was playing like it, it, seventeen to six. Like I don't think it was safe. And then he did it again game two, so it worked out both times. But I was like, yo, that's don't do that yet. Yeah, and we. Uh, I mean, it's it's London, and you got to figure long travel. You've got Judge, who's you know still still coming back from his injury, still playing on turf. I, I think it's the right play. It's um, I I mean, you can you can only point you can't point eleven runs directly at the stadium. You could point a chunk of that, but if if you can't hold an eleven run lead, I don't care where you're playing. I think it was all the atmosphere in the stadium. All right. Let's burn game two. Game two. Burn. E-Rod Eduardo Rodriguez versus, well, you want Yankees baseball in London. Here's Steven Tarpley making his first MLB start. It'd be bloody awful. The Sox hit three homers in the first. Bogarts, Martinez, and Vasquez. Oh, my. 4-0 4-0 Boston. Yanks cut the lead in half after an Urshela fielder's choice and a mini guardy party infield single. 4-2 after 2. Then we'd have some actual pitching performances with Erod and Mr. London himself, Luis Sessa, trading zeros until the Yanks put up a 9 spot in the 7th. Hicksie RBI double. El Gary 2 RBI single to take the lead. Urshela, I'll have 2 RBIs too. Double for him. DJ 26 with another hit. LeMayu's out of control. Two RBI ground rule double that makes a fan's life. Hicks and Gary put a little more salt in the world wound before the new Mr. Worldwide. Sorry, Pitbull. Sir Didi puts one in the bleachers. Yanks are up 12-4. to Sox make some noise late and put up four more. But the Yanks call on that number one chap out of the bullpen and Araldis shuts it down. Yanks win 12 to 8 and sweep Boston across the pond. 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 So, so Beatles. Yeah, the, the British accent is. Because I, I decided the only way I can tell a British accent from an Australian accent in my head is going Beatles to Crocodile Hunter. So I have to picture <laughs> how. I. <laughs> I have to picture how one of those groups or people would say something. So, like, if I if I feel myself losing the British accent, I have to be like, Go okay, Beatles. W- Beatles. How would the Beatles say this? Um, yeah, I, y- Saturday was rough for me. I I was all jazzed up for the London series. The London accent just started pouring out of me for a while. The dog was getting sick of it. I was getting sick of it. Um, that that was ugly, but it's out of my system. I I woke up today and I was like, if if I'm gonna have to speak British Australian the whole day today, I'm gonna be exhausted. And I woke up today and I was like, I don't need that. Last episode, your lineup when you went Australian to 
South African yeah. to British. Did you listen back to that at all? I have not. I have not. Um, got got a lot of love. Yeah, people liked it, people but you did. definitely like went British to South African or the Australian to South, to South African to British. Like it's it's pretty apparent. <laughs> the South African leaked out for sure, and I was. Um, when I started doing that, I started picturing being an announcer for like a soccer lineup. Like I said, someone, I think I said like Guardy was coming up the wing. And I was like, that's, you don't hear that in baseball enough, huh? No, no, it's not a term. So there's that. So game two, if you're not watching the pregame shows, you should. I predicted a 12 yeah. eight victory. I got it correct. Very pleased Nailed with it. myself. I also. You you chose Didi for the homer draft, but he that was my choice. So I'm counting that well, as like I had a sense. You was, get the points on the your, board. Wasn't your choice. Well, you get the points on the board, but like right. I get the the satisfaction that like oh, I knew he was gonna homer. Well, you had the first pick and you didn't take him, so Yeah, he wasn't my first pick. Gary's always my first pick. Right, but I took Gary yesterday, so it was really actually bad homer draft action by yourself. Yeah, well whatever. TBH. You took the under, which was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Hey, if they uh, well, damn that sucks bullpen man. Um, well we I don't know if we want to talk about that now. No, I don't want to talk about the socks. Yeah, yeah. God, that Walden guy, he's awful. You know what? I have uh this game like I didn't realize we were in the sixth inning. Like when they're like, oh, a sixth inning comeback. I never felt like the Yankees were going to lose this game. When it like as soon as we got the two back in the second inning. No, it was. I, I e, e Erod's pitch count was up, so it's like even even if he throws a solid game, even if he got six, four innings against these dudes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I never once thought like we were gonna lose that those four runs in the beginning were gonna cost us this game. I said it right away, just but I honestly didn't. I was like, this is there's so much more game to be played. I didn't think Erod was gonna take it to the sixth, but once we got to that pen, I mean, look at the lineup we have. There's uh, there's someone that needs a shout-out, and I think he's going to get a bigger shout-out later, Jim. But Louis Sessa, man. If Sessa came out and did Sessa things, we wouldn't be saying that. We If Sessa came out and did two innings, four runs, we'd be saying, all right, start the bus. Let's get the hell out of here with our split. Sessa goes four shout-out. He was the best pitcher in London. The Sox have to really team. be kicking themselves. Because, yeah, Sessa, I mean, this doesn't change anything. Sessa's not great. He had a good outing. I don't want to like no. diminish what he did, but he's not a good pitcher. And he's the one guy that shuts you out for four innings. Like Sox got to be kicking themselves. Best pitcher London's ever seen. Every pitcher sucked. And Sessa's the darling. Yeah, London thinks I mean, Sessa's again- the best pitcher. Someone told me like, Someone said something like, how do you think these fans feel not having, like, a, a name on the mound? Because it was Tarpley, not like they wanted CeCe. And I was like, they don't know who CeCe is. Yeah. Like, they didn't well, know who I Judge mean, or Mookie Betts were. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Jim. And this this is where, again, I'm I'm trying to put my best goggles on. Because I, 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 I definitely know we're dealing with a lot of elements over there. You look at today's box score, two pitchers gave up runs for the Yankees. Stephen Tarpley and Chance Adams. <laughs> Nobody else did. Um, so that that's where I think like today was real baseball. And uh, the I mean, what was obtuse was the nine run inning, which um, 
A, I, I think the Sox bullpen is mighty bad, and I think the Yankees lineup is mighty good. Yeah. I mean, the the box score, is, you can't just look at a box score because, like, Britain got, like, out of a jam. There was a lot going on every inning. I mean, not really, man. Adovino and Canely don't let anyone on base. Um, 28 Sessa hits, again, I Sessa... Sessa, I mean, that'll never be able to be explained. Um, and I mean, Britain, you, I think Britain's where your factors come into play. I mean, he wants you to put it on the ground. And his walk was a strike three. Um, yeah, that was, so, I mean, that, that, was, that, was, that was pretty obnoxious. So, I, I don't know. I mean, in, in the scope of this game, you're telling me Tarpley and Chance Adams got knocked around, which, I mean, Chance gave up like three straight bloopers, which he's got to be like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chance isn't good. Uh, I feel bad because no. I don't, I think, you know, people, he's a, a minor leaguer. So I hate like being mean to minor leaguers because they are full of hope and promise. And right. if you're a professional, I, you, I, I'll judge you accordingly. But if I was doing like, a, like, well, you know, you read the beat reporters for the AAA and they're like, have kid gloves on because you're supposed to. Chance isn't good. Uh I feel bad saying it, but he's just not, he's not, he doesn't have good stuff. He's not going to be a good MLB pitcher. I'm sorry. Tarpley has good stuff, is a good reliever. But if you thought Tarpley was going to have a good outing, the dude never starts games. Okay, let's drop him into a starting role versus the Red Sox uh, in London on the biggest Nash worldwide stage, like you think that he's just going to soak that up and be like, okay, here we go. One, two, three. Uh, so I was not shocked hey, that Tarpley got he, banged he, around. He came, he came in and got that save when we needed it. Um, he, he reached back during that, but wasn't that, uh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't the same as this. He's a closer it, in the minors. That's is what he does. I, I felt, I felt pretty bad afterwards. Cause I was like, at first, I was like, damn, Stephen Tarpley, you're getting the start, man. And then I was like, yo, the a, a lot of baseball just saw you get jacked up, and that's the only way they're going to know you for a long time. Yep. Yeah, felt bad about that. But I was not shocked. Yeah. Wasn't shocked the Yankees came back either. I, You know what? You know what? The That pitch to Gary in this game was so bad. Gary had yeah. a 2-0 count. And he swings out of his shoes at the 2-0 pitch, which I was fine with. It's fun. Right. But you got to be able to rein it in. He didn't have a hit yet in London, so he was pressing a little bit. Yeah. And the tying run was on second. But then the 2-1 pitch, they go a little outside, and he swings out of his shoes again. So I was live yeah. on Periscope, and I'm like, dude, Gary, you just tipped your hand. Like, they're going to go outside again. They're trying to get you to chase. And I said, if they put it in the, if he puts it in the zone, that's like their mistake. And Vasquez set up outside, and that dude missed his spot on a slider or some off speed. And Gary was swinging no matter what, and bam, now you lost the lead. That was a really bad pitch. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a hanger, and then he, he threw another one, the, the next batter. And it, I, I think, you know, not to, not to do the Little League effect too much, the Brewer guy that came into him, came in for them, had the best stuff of any Red Sox pitcher this weekend. Um, he he got two strikeouts today. Colton Brewer, sure, kid. 
Um, and he had a he he was scoreless yesterday, and his his slider was dirty. And the then they Joe, came to Walt. Joe Kelly looking like dude. Joe Kelly looking like dude is the one we jacked up. Walden. Okay. Um, Walden came in after him. Who uh, are these guys? And and that's if you're a Red Sox fan, what are you saying? Like I I don't know, man. Like this is this is tough. Like. You know, Kimbrel, you can do some things with his stats to make him look a little more elite than he is, but he's still a top-flight closer. Um, like, there's no arguing that. Um, but, dude, picture how big Joe Kelly was for them last year. And didn't, didn't they lose someone else? Who's They lost another guy out of their bullpen for their magic run last year. Um, Wainwright? Hembry? I don't know who's still there and who's not. No, um, I, I don't know. I'm blanking. But if if you're the Sox, like, and just, again, like, uh, analytics will never be able to mention this, but if you're on the Red Sox as a team, like, and you're looking at that bullpen, you don't believe in those guys, and you don't believe in your front office believing in you guys to win a World Series because they're, they're not putting you in position to do that. Do they have uh, Brian Johnson still? I think Johnson's around. I think he's hurt. Um, uh, Barnes, Kimbrell, Hembry, Wright, Workman. I'm not sure if Workman's still around. Pointer, Thornburg. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who it is. The hell are these guys? But um, yeah, and I I don't know, man. I I think they're uh they're gonna be in a pretty dark spot right now. Down eleven. Um, their bullpen gave up what? I I know it's skewed by this series, but wasn't it like 19 runs in 10 innings or something? Yeah, it was something crazy. Did you see what Cora said? Cora was, like, really ruthless in his postgame. No. He said, like, we're so much better. This was eye-opening. They're so much better. This was eye-opening. The Yankees are really focused and doing everything right. We're playing horrible. This was a wake-up call. And he said, I think the best acquisition of the Yankees was Carlos Beltran because their attention to detail now is incredible. And then they asked Boone, like, what has Beltran done for you? And Boone, like, danced around, and he was like, he's really helping out. He's talking to a lot of hitters, just, like, little things. So I don't know what they meant by that. I would guess it's, like, tipping pitches and staying focused and all that stuff. But then they said Beltran's, like, helping out the minor minor leaguers as well and all that. So, But Cora Cora had his snapping point after the game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we can give Carlos Beltran some love, but you also know who's pretty goddamn good, DJ LeMayhew. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, everyone played good. And that, that was that was my, I mean, that was my mockumentary little British what to watch for going into game one. But seriously, LeMayhew's been out of his skull lately, and he is our biggest difference from last year to this year. And he comes out game one, he starts out with a leadoff hit, and it's like, wow, he's going to keep this crazy train going. He's still out of his mind. Um, and he ends up having a <laughs> four-hit day that day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and this this Yankees team really is so different. You and I, we've been immersed in it for a little while now. But, man, I mean, you can, you can look up and down the lineup. I mean, DJ LeMahieu, Gary Sanchez is not the Gary Sanchez from last year. Edwin Encarnacion, a Gio Urshela on a given day. So uh, it this this Yankee team is very different, yeah, and improved like straight up. <laughs> yeah, they're better. I mean, DJ DJ helped set that tone, but everyone was worried that it was gonna like falter with the other guys back, and they've been good as well. Voight's been yeah. not a fluke. Judge is Judge. 
And I mean, like, Geo, that's, there's everyone that listens to this knows. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, anything else we got to do before we go into awards? It's only two games. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I usually don't have a problem with the ESPN booth. I hate the production right. of ESPN because they, they do, like, in-game interviews and all this stuff. But this this was really, really brutal. They didn't talk about yeah, the game they, at hand, like, at all. It was as if we were listening to an Aaron Boone Mendoza podcast about the state of baseball. Yeah, and that's that's what, um, I don't know, I, I was trying to depict. Like, this is a big thing. Um, like... It was the it was the National Fox game. It's Yankees Red Sox. It was the ESPN game today in London. Like there were going to be more eyes on this, and um, ESPN really took the opportunity at that more than what was going on on the field. But that's uh that's their prerogative. That's their prerogative. Okay, are you ready for awards? I think so. I think so. Well, the first award we give out here in. Talking Yanks is Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. And since it's Sunday, I get to go first. And my Pride of the Yankees, Jake, I may be throwing you a little curveball here because mm. I think there's uh, an answer that everyone's expecting, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit. It's not too much of a curveball. I'm going with Didi Gregorius. Nice. Uh, Didi didn't have the best two games with the bat. But he certainly didn't have a bad two games. He had four hits and 10 at-bats with one walk, so 455 on base percentage in this tiny two-game sample. He did hit a home run in London. More importantly, Didi flashed like great leather in this set. The double play, the double play in the first game to end the game to his left and the little shovel pass. In this game, he had one where he went to his right and then the shovel pass to start the double play. Then he had that game where he was running in and made the smooth play to get the out at first. And then he had the hits at the plate. And he was smiling. He's laughing. He's having fun. And it's just like, ah, I forgot. Didi is like really fun. So Didi's my pride of the Yankees. I think think Didi's defense was the cleanest baseball like fans got to see. Like where I'd be like, that's the stuff I like. Yeah. Like if, if you were if you were a European that you were like, Oh, I'll check this out, sure, sports, you'd walk away being like, Yo, that that Didi guy, what he was doing at shortstop, that was really impressive. And if you were a baseball fan, you know that was really impressive. And that was the first time that um I don't know. When when Didi first came back, we saw a couple it what was it? It was one of his first games back. There was like three plays Hot that shots. were tough plays and they happened like consecutively. Yep. And you're like, that sucks. And like people are like, Is he ready? And it's like, Yes, he's ready. Those were really tough plays in like his first game back. Um this this was good for him. I, I and he maybe that that home run gets the stick going a little bit, even though I mean he's hitting two ninety. Um so yeah, and I, I think you walked away, and yeah, I, I I mean I had this. We'll uh we'll see if baseball gets to London in our lifetime. But I had this weird like, okay, so yeah, Didi is going to be one of the game's biggest ambassadors going forward. Um, I mean, big smile, cool guy, does everything the right way. Um, 
yeah, and was was necessary. You're right. With without his plays at shortstop, we could be having a much different podcast. Well, especially that wanted to end game one. I mean, that was a hot shot. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that can get by him, and people would be like, "Well, that was a hot shot." And then you have two hits, no outs, or one out, and you know, a runner scored, and Chapman now getting banged around, two hard hit balls. So yeah. that was huge. That was huge. All right. What do you got? Who is your pride of the Yankees? Do I want to be obnoxious? Um, no, Jim, no. Screw it. It's it's not worth it. The The guy is the current AL MVP. Give me DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's dancing around it. You, uh, I, I mean, you passed on it. I guess that's some heathen leaking out of you, but... Uh, he, he goes three for six, game two, two RBIs, two runs, um, playing first base because Luke Voigt gets nicked up, third base, and then he moved to first later in that game. He goes four for six with five RBIs and two runs. Um, he's currently up to uh, 345 batting average, 392 OBP. Um, and, yeah, I think if the AL MVP vote was held today – it would be DJ LeMahieu. And just think about the words we're saying. Like, we we thought the Yankees were going to pick up kind of a utility infielder. We had Neil Walker in this quote-unquote role last year. Neil Walker, Disco Neil, my guy. And now we have, we have a guy who's like a potential MVP candidate. And I think, you know, you do have to go out and give some love to Cashman. We... We were wondering who it was going to be. I, I remember I was interested in Jed Lowry. I was like, yeah, he could switch hit and play a little second and third, try him out. Do you know my um, favorite line right now in, like, New York sports radio is Brody Van Wagen could have got DJ LeMahieu and Adam Adovino, but instead he got Jed Lowry and Edwin Diaz. <laughs> and it's so funny because they're so different results. And it, I mean, it sums it up, and that's where I think uh, some some of the kids that are newer to it are wondering why you know people praise Cashman, call him Cash God, and and that's the perfect example. Um, Lemayhew's out of his mind, and I I genuinely do think it set a big tone in this series that he comes out first first hitter of the game gets a hit, and then I he continued it the whole series, but he's uh. It's it's unbelievable, Jim, and I I think what's kind of weird is that you and I we we trend similarly on a lot of things, height, weight. Um, DJ LeMahieu hit like that scary part, where it's like, yo, this is getting weird. Like he's like this this is unbelievable. After this series, like I I just expect DJ LeMahieu to be really good, and it's like. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's slump-proof or not, and, you know, maybe these next six games will prove me wrong. Maybe the second half will prove me wrong. That's baseball. But, like, this dude just looks tuned in, and it it, it does feel like it's almost a product of new-age baseball, that his hitting approach is not the hitting approach of a lot of guys anymore, and that pitchers still – pitchers have now adjusted to pitch to those uppercut big-guy hacks <clears> – <throat> And DJ LeMahieu doesn't have that. And I, I think this might be a thing. And that's also why Michael Brantley is having a great season for the Astros. That's interesting. Like every pitcher is reverse pitching to the big swing. And then DJ comes up. He does the opposite. So he's actually feasting right now. 
And I'm, I, there's probably something to the fact that, you know, the Yankees offense being as elite as it is, you know, we've got the runners in scoring position numbers, and I mean, those have to come back to earth a little bit. But also, like, if you're a modern-day pitcher and you have to pitch to DJ LeMahieu in the zone, I mean, right now, you're screwed. Yeah. So, Coley Harvey has a good tweet. Um, he asked Judge, what is the Yankees bench thinking when DJ comes up with runners in scoring position? And Judge responded, how many is he driving in? Not is he going to drive somebody in or when. It's just how many is he going to drive in out of these guys. He's a diamond in the rough right there. That's something special. Yeah. Some people don't believe it's in some, clutch still. It's um. Yeah, I mean, I I I very much think clutch is clutch is a thing. I mean, go lean over a putt that's not for money, and then go lean over that same putt, and it's for a hundred bucks, and you'll feel a little something in your arms and shoulders. Um. Man, I'll say this. It was something I wanted to fight a little bit, but DJ LeMayhew's kind of got a little less of a hothead Paul O'Neill thing going on right now. Like, he's he's out there to get business done. and He's in his own. He's playing his own game. Like, in his yeah. own, like, like, if he gets mad at himself, he's getting mad at himself. He's in his own world, that type of thing. Yeah. Like, you can't take him out of his game, it seems like. He's locked in. It's awesome. You know what's not awesome, Jake? The next award we give out. You Yankee motherfucker. Ooh. You have one picked out? You're up first, sister. I know. I just wanted to know if I was going to steal yours. Mine is a man. It goes to a man, so there's one hint right away. Okay. First hint. Edwin Encarnacion. Ooh, all right. Edwin Encarnacion, Jake. He went hitless. He went hitless. Uh, no, did he get one hit? He might have got one. Yeah, he'd won the first game. He had one hit, one for 10, but six strikeouts. In the game one, not a single pitcher could locate their pitches. Every pitcher that came in the game was struggling, getting behind in counts. Then they, then they were throwing fastballs to get back, and people were crushing them. He struck out like five times. Edwin. Yeah. Figure it out, bud. And there was one where he would just swung it like three balls in the dirt. Come on, man. I'm not gonna. His, I'm not gonna worry about it. I think this series is like so weird. Uh, clearly, I'm not worrying about Edwin. But he was like, it was like, are you fall in, man? We're hitting. <laughs> fall in, yeah. And he he did a little bit today. He got his two walks. He went over four, but he got two walks. He figured it out. He's like, oh, uh, don't swing. His uh. Yeah, man, his swings were so ugly. I, I was just trying to think of a good Jakey comparison, and I think I found it. His swings in game one looked like if you gave me Edwin Encarnacion's body for a game. You had to figure and, out how to use it. And I I got, like, I my only goal was to hit a major league home run. That's what it looked like. Like, his swing was out of control. It wasn't pretty. And he was trying to, like, low and away pitches in the dirt. He was doing these big uppercut, like, yank swings. You're like, what is this, man? <laughs> it was bad. So, yeah. you're the motherfucker. Who's yours? I'm going to full cop out and just go chance. Um, sorry, dog. Um, <laughs> ugly stat line. Tough spot. <laughs> they really were bloopers too. He got a couple outs, and then he gave up three serious bloopers. But uh, I we swept, and I uh, n none of the other negative stuff 
warrant an MFer because it would be someone like Gary or Tank, and I don't want to deal with your wrath. Yeah, Tank is silly, and Gary had. If a big I gave Gary or Tank the MFer after what your eyes just saw, I think this podcast goes to negative town real quick. So, Chance Adams, I'm glad, I'm very glad you didn't. Yeah, because it would have been an annoying thing to conversation. I would have had to be annoyed. That's why you're John and I'm Susan, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, regular old awards. My okay. first award that I'm giving out, Jake. I've got one award I'm like really excited for. So I hope that this doesn't steal. So if you take it off the rip, then we're not John and Susan. Okay. Then well, we're then I, we're Kay and Ruka. Th- this award that I'm giving is I already typed it into the sheet. So like, All right. I can't backtrack. Nervous, not gonna I think it's I think that this is what you have in your head. I think I'm stealing it. My award is the lock it in award. Oh, okay. No, we're good. Okay, thank God. <laughs> partially because I want to talk about this because it was so yeah. the, so and partially because it's awesome. The Lock It In Award goes to Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner had a home run versus the knuckleballer in game one. I think he had, I mean, everyone had a good offensive series besides Edwin, and he just won the motherfucker. Keep up. Uh, what, Gardy had 375, 500 on base percentage these two games. Home run, four RBIs. Got in this argument with the ump game one, which I want to talk about because I went and got the mic'd up and I played it. I posted it on Twitter, Jake. I'd never had such a mixed bag of responses mm-hmm. to Gardy's conversation with the ump. Now, if you don't know, Gardy said, that's way off, man. That's way off the plate. I don't care what the score is. You can't call that. You lock it up. Lock right? it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. That's not right. That's not right. And it is funny because when you see it and you can't hear it, it looks like he's really yelling. And then you play it like there's no curse words. No. There's no like you suck. You it it's he's angry, but he didn't like he didn't like say anything bad. And the ump kind of just let him go. Like I thought, okay, that's fine. The responses on Twitter, some people were like, that was definitely a strike. Some people say, oh, that was definitely a ball. Some people said he's such a whiny baby. Other people said, look at that, did it the right way. No swear yeah. words, got his point across, and left. Where do you stand? I, I almost took a screenshot because there was two comments on under your video of it. And the first one was like, well, it was definitely a strike. And the one right below it was like, yeah, it was definitely a ball. And I almost just wanted to like, well, if you guys both think this, well, here's exhibit A of the problem. Yeah. Um, ump meet Gardy. Um, I, I liked it. I, I think Gardy does this a lot, and we just don't have all the mics there to pick it up. If you see Gardy on a borderline pitch, put his head down, he's talking to the umpire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, sometimes when he strikes out on one of those pitches, he'll make, he'll make sure he goes around to the umpire, put his head down, and walk a little slower. But that's literally what you're taught to do. And did, I think we actually heard this a few broadcasts Flaherty. ago. Flaherty taught him. Yeah, Flaherty taught him the, the proper way to do it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was funny, and I, I, I guess where some of the other reactions would be coming from was it was the first person in the London game to do it. So the London crowd actually got a little rouse out of it, a little roots. Um, so so maybe it was that, but uh, no. And we're we're Brett Stan, so come on. So in the last six series now, Jake. Yeah. Which is eighteen games. I could go further. I just cut it off at. Yeah. I don't think they. Whatever. 
Uh, in the last six series, 18 games, Brett Gardner has a 313 batting average and a 426 on base percentage. I'd find out the slugging and uh, OPS, but I don't want to do all that math, so I didn't. Yeah. So just live with 426 on base percentage. So he's still riding a little bit of a heater here. He's He's been... Gardy's been almost like a... I was going to say borderline all-star, but people would eat me up for that. Gardy's been a Gardy's been a high-quality starter for a month and a half now. So, yeah, eat my shorts, man. Oh, but he will. I mean, he will dip down. He'll have like a bad month coming up. Yeah, probably. He he gets streaky, but uh, again, if we can work in some rest days, I mean, I I think it's. I wouldn't say it's clear, but I I think with Brett's body, and I I think he was pretty nicked up last year too. So. All right, what's your first award? I'm glad I didn't steal it. My first award is the Fast Food Award. Wow, Fast Food Award. Fast Food Award. Fast Food Award. Fast Food Award. I don't even know what you, where you're going with it. Yeah, I, I, I left a lot of room there for Jakey Wiggles. Um, well, A, if you ever go on a vacation somewhere out of the country, normally your first stop back is some fast food, kind of like it's the first thing you see, you're back home, you get into it. Um, that has nothing to do with this. Jim, I'm going this way. Fast food. You get it, and you're like, all right, you're, you're kind of excited. You know it's not good for you. And then, Jim, we've all had this moment. You come back with your McDanks. You've had your McDouble and your McSneeze burger, and you got some chicken nuggets too. But you're like, I- actually, I'm kind of full. So then you're like, you know what? I know it's kind of gross, but I'm going to put the McNuggets in the fridge. The second you do that, any fast food you decide to put in a fridge has now become completely disgusting. If you don't eat fast food within the first hour, you've gone to this gross area. And Jim, the fast food award is going to Nestor Cortez. Oh wow! Because when he crosses that threshold, it's over. Short shelf life. He's gonna come out. He's gonna be kind of exciting. You know, it's not great for the team, but you're gonna have some fun with it. But when that fun ends, it's going downhill quick. And we saw it again. We saw it last Chester appearance. Um, Nestor has been a blast. And I was, I was literally about to tweet, or no, I think I did tweet it. I, was, I tweeted, is Nestor good with a question mark? And then about 10 pitches later, he proved that he's still Nestor Cortez. So Nestor Cortez gets my fast food award. Wow. For someone that models his game after your wiffle ball game, you'd think there'd be right. a little more kinship or camaraderie, but no. I mean, there is. What do you think Nestor's McDonald's order is? Okay, Nestor Cortez Jr. at McDanks. Feels like a fries guy. Feels like he needs fries. You think he's dipping like, his I feel, fries in a milkshake? I think he's kind of reverse ordering at McDonald's. Like, he's leading with the fries. He's craving the fries, and then he just gets an ancillary piece around it. He screws up. He slips up. He's gotten a McFish. Yeah. <laughs> uh he tries it every now and then. I think wonder if I like it this time. See, he try he tries everything different because that's his pitching style. Oh yeah. Total wild card. You never know what he's gonna want. Yeah. 
That's okay. where he the fries are his staple, and then he goes wild card around that. All right. I like that. I like that. Uh, all right. My next award, Jake. I, I don't know how to. Next award. There's someone I want to, to, to give it to, but it's not worthy at all. Right. So I'm I'm not. I think we're going to we're going to have a big not worthy section today cuz we're going to have to go down the list pretty hard. Yeah, so I have this award. I don't know what to name it, but I understand the point that I'm trying to make like Okay. Um uh, let me try and think of this. It's basically like can I accept this? But th- that sounds like a bad tone. It's um Okay. It's um are we normal now? Um Okay. Yeah. Every day. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do everyday question mark. Every day. The everyday question mark award. Always board? I mean whew. one of the worst awards ever given Scratching out. Scratching and clawing in the dugout for this one. I'm still on eggshells with Judge. Did you see Buster Olney doing some talking yanks type cover? Oh dude, I felt so bad for him. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Buster only just standing on the street like, hey, do you want to talk? It's ESP. Doing man on the streets, zero Been there, fun. Buster. Been there. Z- zero fun to stand on the street with a microphone and go annoy people and be like, do you want to come on? And then the people that run up to you and want to be on camera, you want nothing to do with them. You're like, no, you're fucking awful. Anyone that yeah. would do that. So like I thought they showed that shot of him just like, does anyone want to talk? It's ESPN. And no one wanted to talk to him. And I was like, been there, man. That blows. Yeah. Like, Live that. Like, oh, let's go make some content. And you're like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. People are just like living their lives. They don't want to talk to me. Buster. Anyway, judge is my everyday question mark award. Cause okay. I'm, I'm on eggshells. I was worried about judge losing. Like Stan, Andy Hart came back. He went back on the IL. Stan came back. He went back on the IL. Judge, I'm still in this wiggle room period where like, can we pencil Judge in, man? Two-hole right field, like every day? Because I'm not, my brain isn't like allowing me to accept that yet for fear of getting hurt. But it seems like we're almost there. Do you, do you understand the thought process I'm trying to like figure out? Yeah, I I, I just brought up the schedule because uh, I think I said this an episode ago or two. I'm I'm not going to be there mentally until after the All-Star break. Oh, so um, you're not there right now either. No. That no, gives me great I mean, comfort. He got he got pulled in both these games, Jim. Um I know they were weird and uh, games is loosely used for you, but um we we have an off day tomorrow and then we've got two with the Mets, both night games. I think you see him play both of those. Um and then Jim the Rays series is kind of funky. The Rays we have what is that? Thursday, okay, so July 4th is at 5 o'clock. So then that Friday we go back to 7 o'clock. Saturday is a 4 o'clock. And then Sunday is a 1 o'clock. <laughs> so we've got some weird time. So I, I think they're going to do the juggle. I think you might even get a Talkman game, especially after London. Things are good. Only so much can happen in these in the two game, in the two games with the Mets, and the four games with the Rays, the Rays games are on turf too. So no, don't pencil in Judge yet. Wait for the All Star break. I I wouldn't be shocked if he if he sits two of the next six games. Okay. Since he's come back, he's got in six games he has or seven games he has six walks and eight hits. 
with like a four something OBP and three twenty batting average. It's seven and games. He's, he's taking Big Daddy Hacks up there, and we saw like the signature judge home run that just power that ball the other way. And it's not so he's that, not playing a timid game. Like since he's come back, no. we've seen him throw guys out with his arm. We've seen him have great base running. We saw him hit a home run. Some hard ball, some hard hits, you know, and take his walks. And he was mad at the ump today. But yeah, I want to be like, Judge is back and he's back forever. But my brain is like, hey, don't do that to yourself. Don't do that. So all star games when I can start doing that. I I think that's a safe bet, especially with a series in Tampa and these six games between now and the all star break. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So that's that's the conversation I wanted to have. And by doing that, I had to give out the everyday award. So Dems the Breaks. Dems the Breaks, man. What's your next award? Last and final. I think I'm going with, Jim, the Let Me Shine Award. Don't do it. I kind of stumbled ass backwards into. The, oh no! Do you think I'm going Tyro? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I thought because I did think about Tyro, <laughs> even though he didn't play. Who are you going? Who do you think? Did you actually have one, or were you just ready to say that for whatever I said? No, I thought you were going to go Talkman. I don't want you to do that. Oh my god, no! <laughs> oh my god. Just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, no, Jimmy, I'm going Glaber Torres. Okay. So, A, my dude puts together a nice little series. He goes uh, two for three with a couple walks in game one. He goes one for three with a couple walks in game two. Jimmy, last year, Glaber ended up getting outshined by Andujar. Just because Andujar with his stick in that second half, he just became so regular, and that's when Glaber kind of had a little bit of a rookie, not slide, but... He kind of just came down a notch from when he originally came up and was super hot. This year, Jim, freaking LeMayhew's going nut job. He's the leader in the clubhouse for the MVP. You want to know where my guy's numbers are at after this weekend, Jim? What's that? The 22-year-old middle infielder is hitting 295 with a 365 on base percentage 19 home runs and 47 RBIs in 77 games. Wow. And did you hear what he said in his post game today, which was kind of messed up? Whoa. What did he say? Sorry about this. He said, um, and I quote, I don't even miss Andujar at all, which I thought was so fucked up because they're boys. You heard him say that. Yeah. I was like, that's no one even asked him. You heard Glaber Torres say that. It was, it was bizarre, man. Coley Harvey was like, hey, man, this London series was great, huh? And he says, and you know what, Coley? I, people are going to mistake this for like Andujar hate when it was just a lie to be to lie. Hey, Coley, how about you write this one down in pen? <laughs> <laughs> Glaber just bullying dudes in the in the press area. Um Jim, I just, I just think it's nuts. He's, it's almost like we know there's better days ahead, which, by the way, is still insane for a, a middle infielder and the number he's putting up. But, like, last year, we, we said there was times last year when Andujar was arguably the team MVP. Um, and he, he finished higher in the rookie. 
hiring the rookie of the year and all that. And now LeMahieu's going nut job. Um, and like here goes Glaber just having a you know an otherworldly. We've only seen a young infielder do this once before, and his name was Alex Rodriguez. And and Glaber's just chipping away and and poking along, man. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, he wins the Let Me Shine. I wanted to talk about Talkman. Am I allowed to? Are we thirteen and are we thirteen and one in our last fourteen games? Yeah, dude. Yeah, swept the Rays, three out of four from the Astros, swept the Blue Jays three games, now swept the Red Sox two. So that's five, and we, eight. And we won our last, we we won the two games exiting the White Sox series when we got Edwin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, thirteen winning 13 out of your last 14 is all right. No, we will lose a series coming up. And the fan base will go fucking crazy, like when we the lost one, that series to the Blue Jays. The one game we've lost in two weeks was Justin Verlander after we won the first three games of the series. Yeah, yeah. Instead that's of silly, instead of relishing, instead of well, people aren't enjoying it. And that's I, I guess that's uh, uh, that's going to be my going away message. Like, just enjoy this shit. I I don't care if you're mad at Guardy for being old. I don't care if you think CC's washed up. I don't care if if you well if you know Hap's been bad this year. I don't think if you got a problem with Gary's catcher interferences, just stop. We won thirteen of our last fourteen games. Yeah, just enjoy it. That used to be what you said on dates back in high school. I don't think you say that. It sounds like. <laughs> Like I Sounds know this isn't a good restaurant. Here's I know deal. I'm not that would attractive, you, but just enjoy you, it. Would you rather be on a date with another guy? Absolutely. But well, let's have a little fun. <laughs> just enjoy it. This is who you, you got. Want to hear my British South African voice? Yeah. Yes. We haven't even eaten our McFlurries yet. Oh, so so now that. All right, yeah. So I differentiate my British and my Australian impression by thinking of the Beatles or the Crocodile Hunter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gonna eat that fry? I'm gonna leave. <laughs> no, no. Just enjoy this date. It's going no, no, well. No, no, don't overthink it. <laughs> Are you looking for someone taller and smarter and <laughs> takes care of himself, has more money? Oh, probably. But let's have fun. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> you already showed up, so when do we start the podcast? All right. Well, I wanted to talk about Talkman. It's a it's a quick conversation, Jake. Yeah, let's do our segment talk about Talkman. I tweeted this out. I don't know if right. it's ironic or genuine. I love watching Talkman run. Yeah. I've never it's so clear cut that he's a football player running in the outfield in a baseball uniform. He's wearing invisible pads. <laughs> it's it's so bizarre, man. Today he ran to right field like and he was a linebacker chasing down a running back who was about to cross the end zone. Yeah. And I've never been able to picture something that wasn't like that actually happening but is happening more clear in my head. I get a straight kick at that diving play he made and those two balls he made where he like didn't dive, and then I, Talkman. I I think it's ironic. I think it leans ironic, but I'm getting a I get a kick out of watching him field. 
we didn't know what to make out of Mikey T. He's played good defense at center field and right field. Um, and maybe a little left. I can't picture him in left, but um, he's played solid defense, and he's, uh, I, I don't know, he's prov- hes provided some fun moments. It feels like the guys like him. Um, and, hey, again, we're not not throwing uh, our, our red-headed friend under the bus, but we, we talked about the chaos of this series. What if, if, if we swapped out Judge for Clint and then those fly balls out there happen? We're, uh, we're talking about a lot of different things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I try not to do that. How about Tyro this series? Collecting all the balls. I don't know what that was about. Having the time of his life. 26 man got to go to London and he was like in charge of all the balls. Glaber got the 200th hit of his career. Yeah. Congrats, Glaber. Uh, dude, we haven't really mentioned Hicks. Home. Hicks did some big things. Yeah, home run. Struck out with the bases loaded. <laughs> yeah. I hate when Hicks is up with the bases loaded. I was actually uh, very mad at Judge in that situation. Judge had two on. And he had two O pitch. It was a fat fastball right down the middle, but Judge was t- took it and then took and took and took and then he walked and I was like, "Fucking Judge!" Now Hicks is up with the bases loaded. Like swing at that fastball. I need you more aggressive when you know that if you get on the bases are loaded and Hicks behind you. Yeah, I will. I, I don't know. This is everything's been good up until now. I will say there, there was a little second today when, when Judge walked and I forgot the lineup and I was like, all right, Gary's gonna come up. He's gonna have his London moment. And then I saw Hicks and I was like, okay, okay. Wow, look at you. Scared to Hicks might get hot. This this London series might kick off Hicks. Yeah, he's gonna get hot. Yeah, he loves London. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. All right, Jake, any last words? I think that's the end. I think we talked it all through. Only two games. I think so, yeah. I mean, we got a, we got a funky little we schedule coming up. Off day, two Mets. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I, I mean, definitely a spectacle in London. And I mean, I, I, I get some of your points. I'm just, I got two games of samples and I, a, a lot of the better pitchers still did okay. So. I don't know. We just got a review. Throw the game. That, we got a review, a negative review. that said um, Nice. That said we agree too much. I think they want us to be like uh, the talking head shows on ESPN that just yell at each other. Yeah. We could have done that today, but instead we decided that would have sucked. Yeah. Yeah. That's the opposite of what podcasts are, basically. Basically. All right. That's it. Hope everyone has a good weekend. We got July 4th coming up. Enjoy your weeks. Enjoy the start of summer. We will be back. Jake, when are we going to be back? Uh, Wednesday night? No. Yeah. Well, no. We're going to do voicemail <laughs> up tomorrow. Voicemails up tomorrow. Call in 145-545-1455. Also, you can also call 908-845-5792. It's up to you. Call the second number because the first one, you do not want to call that. It's Jake's mom's sister's ex-husband and he used to kick jake's ass every wednesday after school this was talking yanks go yanks tell them grams go yankees it's hot in my room Let's go.